0: Bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, it's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, we, we got the buzz. Turn down the what? Turn down the Aggie fans, welcome to another hashtag big blues day edition of the hive sports podcast i am your host daniel olson and you can follow the hive sports on facebook twitter and instagram we are at the hive sports t-h-e hive sports and yeah make sure to read we got plenty of aggie content on there as well as as other teams the jazz yes we do cover the cougars and the utes and we're doing more with Weeper State. Um, and so feel free to listen to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, we'll we'll enter you to win uh, possibly some gear from your favorite team, which in this case, most of you listening are probably Aggie fans. So, so we can get you some Aggie gear to... To wear, so with that out of the way, let's get it going and and talk about this week. I regret to in, inform that we don't we haven't lit the a blue as much as we did during Thanksgiving week. Um, we we feasted and feasted, and but now we're just out of leftovers this week. So hopefully we can get back into it and start our Christmas feast as we count down to Christmas here on on monday december well to tuesday december 8th for for the big blues day when, when this airs um so so i'm recording this yeah monday night just getting ready for that um uh, let, let's let's get through the the scores for the week so we started off with a game on thursday and wasn't super pretty we uh, it seems like new mexico like we beat them and and they're just—they've just been really bad for a while, dating back to last season. Um, so we beat them, but hey, props to New Mexico—they did um, th- this week. They upset Wyoming, and I—I I did see an Aggie fan tweet that um, they re- regret that our game against Wyoming got canceled now, because apparently Wyoming maybe isn't as great as we thought they were, or they just overlooked New Mexico and. knows maybe we possibly would have gotten another win there but um air force was just too tough for us um we lost 35 to 7. we did get our the, the opening drive we looked really good we got that touchdown pass from andrew peasley um but then we just couldn't answer the bell and we couldn't stop them on on defense um I kind of started to look, unfortunately, a little bit like we did in the first four games when we were struggling and losing. Um, only got 14 first downs. I mean, that's not great. That's kind of similar to what we were doing. Um, it seems like that's a recipe for not many, many scores. But, but yeah, we just got that first... The first drive, I was thinking, oh, here we go. The Aggies are going to get it, but... Just couldn't be consistent um, and make adjustments when we needed to. Um, Third down, we were okay. 60% conversion on third down. Um, Did not convert a single fourth down of our two fourth down attempts. Um, And so Andrew Pisa, he came back down to earth and started to look a little bit more like a freshman than he did against New Mexico. And I, I mean, with his first start being New Mexico, he looked like... He would just belonged. And now, he does, I still think he has a future. I mean, he he is still young, but 123 yards, It's less than half of what he got last week and through two interceptions. So, not the best night for Andrew Peasley, um, at least on the throwing side. I will give him credit where credit is due for, because he is a fast runner, let me tell you. like His longest um, rush was 27 yards. And he had eight carries for 53 yards, so he led the team in rushing. Um, it's kind of crazy, some of the guys we have um, with Jalen Warren leaving the team and um, DHC was out, I don't know, I'll have to look at the headlines to see what has happened. I don't know if if he's on the way out the door as well, um, it seems like we've got a couple of guys and there's going to be a lot of changes, um, and we'll get to the coaching search in a, in a little bit. But um the best receiver Carson Terrell had two receptions um despite a lot of other players having three receptions like one more reception than him he got the most yards as for 27 yards on those two receptions um as far as defense Nick Henninger he led the team with 14 tackles four of them were solos um Shaquez Bond had a tackle for a loss and yeah there was a lot of good players um as far as turnovers yeah we didn't get any turnovers on the defense but so it it was a rough day for football so we'll keep it brief on that we'll 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 touch on the coaching search in a little bit because I've got a couple of mailbag questions and a lot of fans kind of really curious about the coaching search and and to be honest, yeah, as a media member for the Aggies, I, I, we we talk and I hear a lot of different rumors, but it's it's hard to know what's true, what's not. Um, you know, there's there's probably agents and different people and different sources, um, t- tipping off, and and I'm sure a lot of them are are credible. Um, for for example, today, KSL Sports said that they mentioned two coaches here in this in the state that had interviewed for the job Um, and those coaches are Jay Hill from Weber State he's the head coach of that FCS program down in Ogden and then the offensive coordinator for our rival BYU Jeff Grimes Um, so actually before yeah before we get into the basketball games let's let's talk about the the coaching search so our mailbag question comes from at jakersoar21, so Jake Sorensen, also known as DJ Jabs for his, his rapping skills. Um, he, did, he did mention yesterday on the podcast, um, Go, uh, we'll have to have him send the link, but he made a, a rap about Jimmer Fredette. So if you're a BYU fan, you might find that enjoyable. But for, for you, you Aggies, um, he asked a question saying, Jay Hill and Jeff Grimes and the running for head coach. Who do you take? And I, I was kind of joking along with him and Weber State Weekly because Weber State Weekly um at Weber State WKLY on Twitter they've they're saying that like um Jay Hill's not allowed to leave until he gets the okay from them. So um I mean I I I mean I know yeah we're all just joking around. I I'm sure if um if if the Jay Hill got the job, and I, I assume he'd get a little bit more money offered, then maybe he'd take it. Maybe he'd just stay at Weber State because I mean, Utah State would be a different challenge and a lot of pressure because we, after having some winning seasons, like we're expecting to to be up there and competing for Mountain West titles every year. So, um, so anyways, to answer Jake's question, it was hard. Um, so I went, went to Twitter to kind of see what the fans are thinking. i I also make my own decision, but uh, J. Hill currently leading 83% of the votes over Jeff, Jeff Grimes in our Twitter poll. Um, so make sure by the time you listen to this, I mean, it's it's a day-long Twitter poll, so it goes until Tuesday night. So So make sure to vote and let me know if you think we should between those two I know some Aggie fans are like neither because I, I don't know why I, um, maybe maybe we're looking outside the pond of, of Utah and, and there's other great guys that we've mentioned but some of those big fish um, haven't shown reciprocated the interest that we have for them um, looking at you Graham Harrell um, reportedly he was offered the job and kind of Aggie fans feel a little bit angry and deservingly so because it sounds like just according to the reports that um, he kind of wanted to practice his interviewing skills and just kind of interview for this job but wasn't really as interested in it as he maybe led us on to believe so um so anyways between these two coaches Jay Hill he's a proven winner at the FCS level so do you take a, a, a coach a head coach with yeah, head coaching experience at the FCS level, or a coordinator at the FBS level. Um, Jeff Grimes, he, he he's been a great coordinator for BYU and really helped. I think it also helped having a, a Heisman caliber quarterback. But um, he he's done well, so I think we should give him a little bit more credit, even though he's he he coaches for one of our rivals. Like if we had him on our side and we're winning, then I think we'll for forget that he he was a offensive coordinator for BYU um I mean I right now I'm kind of leaning a little more towards Hill I would love if somehow we could get both in the staff I think that's great but I I don't think either one of them will want to take a pay cut to be just a coordinator like both of them they're going to be with the Aggies they want to be head coach um Jay Hill it's not like he's coming out of high school like no disrespect to high school coaches but the jump from high school to FBS is a lot tougher than the jump from FCS to FBS. I'll have to do some research and see um, of of the FCS coaches that jumped to FBS, how they did um, kind of a unique, would be a unique hire. I think Jeff Grimes, eventually, I if he just keeps doing this well, I think he'll end up being the head coach somewhere. Could could be here in state with with the Aggies, because he's seems like he likes um, likes living here in the state of Utah. But those are just two names. Um, it, it's kind of hard because, I mean, I'm hoping by the end of this week, or at the very latest by the 15th, was which was kind of the the ETA, the, the like the tentative deadline to get a coach. Just because that you want to get somebody in there that that, that the players know they're going to have. That will try to connect and keep the players that want to be here, and and really recruit hard to fill some of the void next year. Um, look look in the junior college transfers and, and the transfer portal. Um, so yeah, with Graham Harrell off, I know Kenny Dillingham from Florida State. He's been in the mix. The uh, the Louisiana. Tech, I think his name's yeah. There's Skip Holtz, and yeah, there's there's a lot of coach, good coaches out there. Um, at this point, yeah, if you're asking me, oh, if you could have any coach, well, if any, any coach, yeah, sure, Nick Saban come coach for the Aggies, but <laughs> I don't think he's gonna take that much of a pay cut to come play with us. So um, I don't think uh, there has to be set rules like he doesn't have to be a head coach if we're looking for a head coach then yeah maybe we get someone from from the sunbelt so someone who we maybe could give a pay raise to so skip Holtz maybe but i i don't think we have bad coaching in state i mean if you look at the programs they're coaching for jay J hill for weber state they're every year they're in the in the playoffs for the fcs and have made it pretty far like the the final four, so you get Jay Hill, I mean, if he was coaching at that level, I'm not saying that that would happen, because I think the gap between the Power 5 and the G5 is so big that even if he coached out of his mind for the Aggies, like, we're not going to be in the top, in the college football playoff, like, it just doesn't seem like, even if we go undefeated, like, right now Cincinnati's undefeated, and they don't have the best odds to make the playoff. Um, they'd maybe have to score a hundred points or something for the committee to even think about it because there's a little bit of bias there. But um but yeah, credit to Jay Hill and Jeff Grimes um before Saturday when they lost to Coastal Carolina. And by the way, Aggies, if you wanna listen to to that um what happened with BYU, you can listen to yesterday's podcast, the Cause Monday podcast. But anyways, yeah, Jeff Grimes, he's really worked out a good offense. I think that having him, we want to maybe win right away, but we'd give, we'd get, um, we'd get better gradually. Um, I don't know if Jeff Grimes is is wanting to be a head coach. Maybe I think eventually, but maybe for now he just wants to kind of ride the BYU train a little more it does present a a challenge a little bit with um, the schedule. The schedule's only going to get tougher because uh, I'm not going to bag on them too much for losing to Coastal Carolina because they're a good team with a crazy offense and really chew away that time of possession. But um, so Jeff Grimes, like, why, why not try to get him now? Because, I mean, if, if you're him, like, his stock's highest right now. It's like, for example, like why would his quarterback Zach Wilson go back his senior year to play for BYU when he's already, even despite the loss, I think he's a a, a draft, an NFL draft pick. You you can say, it. I mean, if he bounces back and wins um, against San Diego State and does well in the potato in the Potato Bowl or wherever he gets chosen to play, I think you gotta tip your cap to him. I think that he can be, um, be a good draft pick, maybe first round. So, so if, if he's not going to come back, I mean, Jeff Grimes, like, yeah, maybe he does believe in himself and wants to take on the challenge. Even if Zach Wilson leaves, he's got good other quarterbacks like Baylor Romney and, and maybe they can blitz through it and and have another special season, maybe a nine or ten win season. Like if he can keep and if he can show consistency like that, he's gonna get a lot of calls. But um if he's just, you know, okay, you know, maybe maybe the Aggies give him a call still. But um yeah, for right now I'm gonna agree with the fans and say Jay Hill. So hopefully that gives you some ideas on the coaching front. Honestly, Aggies I've heard Every name, like everybody was saying, Graham Harrell, right? Like you, you saw reports out there, and and I don't discredit like, like any of the people that reporting this because they're just reporting what what they're hearing, um, and the sources like change and the minds change of the coaches and the our athletic director John Hartwell. Maybe he, he decided after all he wasn't interested in some people, but um, but yeah. For example, I met up with Aggie Up. A- Aggie Up um, did the podcast last week and and been talking with him and just a lot of other outlet media outlets for the Aggies. And and so I don't have anything definitive for you yet. This is just all speculation. These are people that have had contact. Um, John Hartwell was in California, and-, and he did talk to Graham Harrell, like, these aren't just made up names that we're just speculating on. They're 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 real coaches that are interested in the Aggie job because I mean maybe a decade ago not many people were interested. And Coach Gary Anderson wanted a head coaching experience and took on the challenge and he was hungry and did well. His second go around didn't go as well, but um, let, let, let's find let's see if we can find the Craig Smith of Aggie football and. Maybe there'll be a name that will surprise us, but these are just some of the names that I've heard of. Uh, maybe there's another name that they're keeping hush that they don't want us to know. But um, I'm guessing, yeah, again, by the 15th at the latest. But um, I, I think by the time the shortly after, it, um, if not maybe shortly before the game, just so Coach Frank Miley knows, then, then we should let, Aggie Nation know who the next coach is if if we can decide by then, um, and yeah, don't count out Coach Freak Miley. I know, he um, he struggled this last week, and but I mean before I think against bad competition, he he's at least this year he's proven yeah he he was able to beat um, New Mexico, and and with good with a good team he. Be a good North Texas team as the interim head coach in 2018. Again, when when Matt Wells had already left for Texas Tech. So um, now he is um, what what is he now? He's one. Yeah, so he won one in 2018, and then he won one this year, and then he's lost two. So I think yeah, that puts him at around two and two as a, a head coach. So um, still got some some work to do, but um, but that's that's all we have on the um, on the head coaching front. So we spent a lot of time on that. Let's let's get to basketball a little bit. I um, I, I know that with losses that this weekend, yeah, it's, it's painful to talk about, but but let's dive into it a little bit and and see how our basketball did. So our men. So then if we fast forward from the Thursday night football game to basketball. Our men lost another close game to BYU. Last year we lost by four. This year we lost to three. But the rate we're going, like maybe in a couple years we lose by two, one, and then finally break through. But hopefully we can get through sooner. But and the BYU game, yeah, we can sit here and y'all you, you know the some of the excuses. I, don't, I hate making excuses, but yeah, didn't have a packed spectrum because with COVID, it was only 1,500 um, people allowed, and Craig Smith had COVID, and it's the one scapegoat we always blame is the refs. The refs made some bad calls, um, but honestly, yeah, calls go both ways, and, and yeah, some of the calls like that out of bounds, one at the end, are more pivotal than others. Um, The double technical earlier with Brandon Averett and Rolly Worcester was big. Um, But to be honest, when you shoot two for 13 from three, I think some of the excuses can go out the window. Um, Credit to the Aggies for clawing back because we were down double digits and we made a big run when BYU was not scoring. Um, BYU's highest score was Alex Barcelo with 23 points. I'm going to give the game ball on the Aggie side to Keita. He led the team with 18 points. So our, our big three, Keita, Worcester, and Anthony, they kind of seem like number the, the, the top three scorers as far as number of points. So Worcester had 15. Anthony had 17. And I got to give credit to Worcester. He could have tied the game and he missed that free throw. But to be honest, like that happens. Even a great shooter like Alex Barcelo on the BYU side – he went one for two and, and gave us that chance where we could have tied it and um really worse he's only a freshman so i give him a pass for that i would have loved to have him make that but um shortly after that you know byu goes on the other end and and hits that um well so byu hit that three at some point and then we had a chance to tie it um but our shot just was short so so yeah, BYU wins again, and yeah, so so Craig Smith, he's technically 0 and two um, against BYU. I won't count this loss against him because he wasn't coaching due to COVID, but I think you have to credit the players for doing well, where they struggled, um, they went one and two in the in the tournament in the Bad boy mowers classic, but they look like a much improved team I mean BYU wasn't their best outing but we we hung with them I I think that will be better so this week just to give you a heads up on the slate so on our big blues day we will be playing the mighty college of Idaho the, the Yotes and we beat him in the past I think last year it was like by 40 points or something in an exhibition game so this year it counts is a real game, and so we can get a nice big win, get that A lighted in blue again. Um, later this week on Saturday, we'll, we will play at Weber State at 12 p.m. So that will be a big one. And then by the next Big Blues Day, by the time you hear our next podcast, it's um, so next Tuesday, Utah State will host Dixie State. So it's looking like you know we're sitting at one one and three, but after this next week, hopefully by the time you hear it, this, will be three and three going on four and three. Um, the Aggies look like they're are they favored even on the road. They're favored sixty three percent chance to beat Weber. Um, Weber, it's hard to read them so far because they only had one game so far against Adams State, which is a Division two school, I believe, and they won by twenty eight. So, will be a pretty good challenge for them, I think. So, so yeah. After that, let's just talk a little bit about the women's game. They the women hung with them a little bit early on, um, but they well they had a rough first quarter. They they were outscored twenty three to ten in the first quarter and then nineteen to fourteen in the second quarter, but. They outscored him 28-23 to 23 in, in the third and then, yeah, BYU in the fourth got him. But um, as far as the women that looked the best in this game, um, Chapman, she led the team with 16 points. And Harris, she had 11 points. Off the bench, Pruitt, she had 11 points. Uh, on BYU, yeah, Gonzalez, Shaylee Gonzalez, she had 27 points. So she's like the leading leader. She was the WCC player of the week. So um, BYU wins with a final score of 87 to 66. So USU falls to one and three. I felt really good for our new head coach, Kayla Ard, when she, the first game, the Aggies won, right, by seven points, 81 to 74 to Montana, but then got beat pretty bad by Idaho State. And um Heartbreaker lost to Seattle in overtime on Thursday, 75-72. So uh, a couple heartbreakers there. So the Aggies now standing at one and three, but chances to claw back in there. Um, they play a three and O UTEP team, so that might be a little bit tough. If this was the UTEP men, then I would definitely take the Aggies. But um, UTEP, they're Undefeated, but, I mean, they haven't, I, don't, I wouldn't say they played anybody super good. They beat New Mexico State, Incarnate Word, I don't know, like they're, yeah, small. Um, and then they also went and beat New Mexico State again um, at New Mexico State. So so that's going to be a a tough game on Sunday at 2 p.m. And so so, yeah, that's your only game on the slate by the next time we talk, hopefully... The Aggies will can add a another win to their resume. Well that does it for our big blues day podcast. We will keep it a little bit shorter today and just remind you to um follow us on again on the Hive Sports and interact. We love interacting with, with you fans on on social media as well as the podcast. Um feel free to send any question mailbag questions you can DM us at the Hive sports on Twitter Facebook or Instagram or you can email us um, to email the Sports at gmail.com um, If you go to the hivesports.com you can sign up for our newsletter and and we can send you uh, our monthly newsletter from from directed to your inbox and with that I just want to say Aggies all the way we're, we're going to get more um, more wins this week and we're going to light the a blue. Go Aggies. The Hive Sports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. Really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you: TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.